Hello, welcome back to my podcast. Dusty Road is here again. This is scary. Today I'm taking a little short jaunt after a case of hospital stay. I had a little seizure. Don't worry, it's nothing serious. However, I cannot promise you a full effort today. Uh, to make up for that, we're going to discuss a few elements of alien abduction and other phenomena dealing with the paranormal. Now, if you're going to ask, did I experience an alien abduction or missing time or vampire attack, something like that, I make you no promises at all. I don't know what this was, except they ended up in the hospital for a couple of days. Yeah, they did their usual blood tests and their usual exams, but nothing major happened to me. I ended up just resting for a couple of days in observation, getting some blood work done, and having an EEG done where they flashed lights in my eyes and told me to close my eyes. That turned out pretty well, and they don't seem to think there's anything wrong. I ended up with a couple of new prescriptions, one of which is an anti-seizure medication. And I'm hoping to get some kind of good side effect from these. Maybe just, oh, I don't get high or anything. I don't take drugs, but it would be nice to have some fun. Yeah, let's just see if I get good sleep or good nightmares out of it. That'd be great. I don't plan on doing any driving or anything since I'm already blind, so that's no big deal. Uh, the first thing that happened to me was... I had an episode of Missing Time where I was in one office holding my sights and just being prepared to go home, which is what we usually do after dialysis. Going to make sure we don't bleed out or anything. And the next thing I know, I was totally unconscious. I heard somebody trying to transport me in a hospital, in an ambulance. I thought, well, maybe that's okay for the best, because I don't know what's going on. I can't understand why I'm weak, and I can't understand why I'm being transported. My mom later told me they were taking me to Clarksville instead of Columbus, and I figured, okay, let's do that. Okay, so now you all know where basically I live and stuff, but that's fine. And I woke up there. They said I'd had a seizure. And this is where the usual episode of uh, missing time, this kind of phenomenon, kicks in. Between the time of Saturday afternoon and Saturday night, approximately seven hours, I have no memory. I have no idea how I got there. I don't know what was going on. All I know is that I left one clinic and went to a hospital, and I woke up in an intensive care unit. They transferred me up to from emergency room to intensive care, and I stayed there until Monday morning. It's at that point that they decided to send me home, and I get to follow up with my family doctor after that. Well, it's been a pretty relaxing stay so far at home. I got to eat supper. I got to talk a bit on my podcast. And we've decided to discuss a few episodes here. The dictionary defines seizures are not uncommon among hemodialysis patients. 
There are many potential causes of seizures among hemodialysis patients in most circumstances. Seizure activity occurs during or shortly after the hemodialysis procedure because of the hemodynamic and biochemical changes associated with the procedure. Yes, of course, because this procedure is designed to filter water and to remove electrolytes such as potassium and sodium and calcium out of the blood. We end up with a excess of these nutrients and an excess of phosphate and nitrogen. To take these out results in an electric potential being developed and draws ions out of our blood. So, of course, this is going to become a rough thing for us. It will affect our nervous system as well as our blood. Apparently, that means people commonly go through seizures. Uh, I haven't seen that many of them, but they are certain that it is common. Who is the author on this one? Featured snippets on Google. Looks like uptodate.com is what they're choosing. Well, I can say that it has not been that regular for me. I've been in dialysis for over three years, and this is only the third episode of it. So there's quite a few days. It'd be less than 2% of the time I've had a seizure. Let's just hope maybe it's something to do with alien abduction, or maybe not. Uh, it depends on what you think I should desire. I really don't desire seizures that much. They are relaxing in that you fall asleep, but you also wake up in places you didn't know where you were, and you have no fight to get up and do anything. So it's just a tired experience, like you're falling asleep at a train station. I also have to wonder who are the people around me and hope they're being friendly to me. Uh, find out later where I'm being transported to and what's going on. I've often imagined I would treat an alien abduction the same way. Who are these creatures and do they have a friendly intention or not? We hope for the best, and for those of you that have been abducted, we hope something good has happened to you as a result. Who knows? The aliens have advanced techniques. Perhaps they can do some kind of magical medical procedure on you and heal some of your problems. We all have something these days. We're humans, after all. I keep hoping one of these days the artificial kidney will come about and they can implant one in me. That would be good to have uh, another 10 years of clean life. Maybe extend things out a bit. I'm also fully aware that the end of days could happen sometime. Right now, I'm just going to go ahead and hit the nail firmly on the head here. Without a transplant, time would be fairly short for me. With transplant, I could have another 20 years or so. Let's just see what happens. I plan to do a podcast as long as I'm alive, and I'll keep going.
I don't have the absolute healthiest of circumstances here, but a podcast requires very little of me. I'm not out running marathons or driving cars to get there. So it's a good thing. And I can always interview people who are far away in order to distance my reach. I will look for distant reporters to interview others for me. Maybe I can interview others on Skype. That would become easier for me. I can also choose Facebook if they don't have Skype. And that will enable me to talk to a scientist or a witness or an engineer somewhere. It would be absolutely great to talk to someone like an architect who can explain the Ghostbusters to me. How they described the building in Ghostbusters 2 is that the guy who built it was either a certified genius or a certifiable lunatic. They don't build them like this. They never built them like this. Have you ever seen a real building like that? So far, not, but I'm going to ask. After all, we have a history of very new and modern barns appearing out of nowhere in the middle of cornfields here in Indiana. So it makes me wonder who has these facilities and why do they have them here. Now, I don't advise you to go out attacking your neighbors. That would be very wrong. But it still makes me wonder who they are and what they are doing there. We like to write stories about it. The point is to have fun speculating about their activities and what could be inside there. We don't know if that's going to be somebody's work or their hobbies or their crimes or maybe they have a second family in there for all we know. It could be. And... The only way to know is to meet the people and befriend them. We will try to do that, too. A lot of times, it's just private citizens. They don't want us to know what is in there. But we will ask. We will see. According to the Journal of Neuropsychology, the phenomenon of seizures can be classified as either temporal lobe or limbic seizures. In my case, I'm not sure. It might be limbic. Uh, the ones they note of interest are the temporal lobe seizures, and these usually involve missing time, reports of external phenomena, and even religious experiences. The person's report being watched by an entity outside of their own head like somebody is observing them or reading their minds. They report hearing voices, and they report having religious experiences similar to Joan of Arc and her religious fervor back in the middle of the centuries. This is because the brain interprets electrical signals as information to be gathered, and people are not sure how to interpret this information. Of course, it is well suspected within paranormal circles that these temporal messages are also actual messages being derived from beyond, either EVP or telekinetic phenomena, psychic phenomenon being received by the brain. This is true in many circles, including both religious Christians, cultists, and even Muslims who report these phenomenon. So it is widespread. In my case, I don't detect much going on other than 
an increased sense of visitation after the seizure, like somebody's come to check up on me. And that's usually just a calming, very welcome phenomenon. Like, uh, they, did, they called it a grief phenomenon. And that means the sensation that someone who has died recently has come to visit you and you see them standing before you. That is common in about half of all ghost stories in the American public. In my case, it may be someone who died or someone who I just know from another life and never knew them in this life. That case, the person will come and check on me. Maybe they're advising me to hold steady that everything is okay. Or maybe they're advising me that I should come home soon. I do not know. So we're waiting to see what is said further. Right now, it is helpful only to have reassuring visitors. I appreciate that, and I appreciate the living staff who take care of me. It is also said that changes in electrolyte balance can cause these seizures to happen. And of course, the entire purpose of dialysis is to remove excess electrolytes and hopefully not too many. It seems increased occurrences of epileptic seizures when geomagnetic activity exceeds above about 30 nanoteslas have been reported, but this is rare. Uh, in fact, the incidence of seizures as a result of geomagnetic activity are very rare and usually not recorded. It'd be interesting to see what these effects would be if we had a magnetic field, say, of Jupiter or Saturn. Ooh. I'm starting to get tired here, so I'm going to sign off soon. We'll post this on Anchor and get it out to you soon on Facebook. Anyway, I just wanted to let you know, yes, I did have a seizure in the hospital. I had that on Saturday night, and I got out on Monday morning. I'll be okay. I'll be back to making podcasts soon, maybe Wednesday or Thursday. We're just going to do these whenever I can and have a good topic to discuss. Anyway, if you have any topics related to seizures, temporal lobe epilepsy, uh, phenomenon beyond your own mind, maybe you saw something that other people said was not there, let us know. We would be glad to discuss this with you and discuss it in a sensitive and positive light. After all, you did experience something. Let's find out what it was. This is Gary for Dusty Road, and I'll be sure to see you later. You should be careful walking the dusty road alone. You never know where the dusty road will lead you. My show focuses on strange events, odd happenings, historic facts, and reincarnation. I invite you to listen and consider these things calmly. If you want, you should contact me on Facebook at Gary Murphy Presents Dusty Road, and on Skype, the account name is Dusty Road. 
If you wish your story to appear here, I will record you on Skype. Happy hauntings! <laughs>